Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today, I am talking to Mike Lee. He is the CEO and co-founder of Fundica. Now, this is a business that helps organizations or businesses really identify funding sources, but more from a government funding program standpoint. And so if you're a business and you're trying to figure out how you're going to fund your growth, how you're going to fund your startup, oftentimes people are looking toward the, you know, the private sector, friends and family rounds at the beginning and then private equity and so on. This is actually a better alternative for businesses. And we're going to get into why that is in a minute. But first, I want to welcome you to the show, Mike. Thank you, Lance. It's a pleasure to be here. So before we get into what it is that you guys are doing over there at Fundica, I really want to understand a little bit more about you and some of your history as an entrepreneur and so on. But I like to start with a question that I ask everybody, and that is, what are three things that in your you know, experience as an entrepreneur that you think every other entrepreneur should know as they venture into you know, this career that we have as entrepreneurs? Right. So I think the three most important things, at least from my perspective, is first of all, that, you know, you take a, a structured approach to funding. So you kind of very systematic the way you go about it. There's certain things you'll do kind of pre-funding. And then when you go do funding, you go through certain steps as well. Um, so that'd be the first thing. The second thing right. is the, the team is so important. Um, you spend a lot of time making sure you get the right members of the team. If you don't have the right members, get rid of them as fast as you can make sure you really focus on the team. Uh, ultimately, that is more important than the product or the clients or the, or the others. Without a team, you can't really do anything. So that would yeah. be number two. The last thing is more kind of like stepping on the gas, hitting the brake. You need to kind of a, a good kind of judgment, a good combination of both where you're very persistent, working towards the right goals all the time, but at the same time, you're patient. Mm. Um, so... Um, I think that's that's a, a very important thing as well, and one that um, you know it takes a bit of wisdom, takes a bit of time to get to, to kind of feel the right thing, and but something that's very important. Yeah, yeah, that whole uh, persistence, hitting the gas pedal, and that, and then also being patient. I, I that is a skill unto itself because I tell you, it is really difficult, and I find a lot of entrepreneurs are very, um, I, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, they struggle with that patience part because they have a vision, they have a desire to, you know, make a difference or to solve a problem. And it just takes a lot longer. And I, I think uh, I've had a couple of guests on here, uh, quote, and I don't know who the, the source of the quote is, but that's that, you, you know, you're going to overestimate what you can do in a year, but you're going to underestimate what you can accomplish in five years. And, and it's just getting that rolling, that persistence that you're talking about, the rest will come. And you have to have the confidence and I guess the, uh, uh, you know, the patience for that to actually develop, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have some clients who work with some large financial institutions and I've actually met some of them that say, great, we'd love to work with you. Let's, let's make it happen. How about, um, you know, second or third quarter next year, we'll, we'll have yeah, it all in place yeah. by then. And I'm like, well, we can, we can implement it like in the next few weeks. And it's like, no, you know, it's going to be over the next year. That's our typical implementation period. So you're like, okay, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta, and I gotta work hard because anytime they send me something, I gotta respond right away. But at the same time, I gotta think, okay, this is going to take a year. And, you know, and based on past experience, that's what it takes. So. Yeah. Well, and, and as we transition into learn a little bit about what you're doing over there at Fundica, I mean, that is one of the things you're dealing with these 
massive institutions typically, right? Um, and so those are the partners that you're putting in place. And yeah, they move at a snail's pace, <laughs> right? So yeah. 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 Okay. So, so let's get into it then. What is it that Fundica does? What problem are you trying to solve? So the problem we're trying to solve, I think, is the biggest problem for entrepreneurs, which is finding funding. Um, you know, there's lots of surveys out there. We've done some as well, and that always comes up as number one. So we're trying to solve that problem for entrepreneurs. And at the same time, we're also trying to help what we call entrepreneur support organizations, which include financial institutions, accountancies, accelerators, governments, and groups trying to help entrepreneurs better connect, which could mean acquire clients, could mean retain clients, could just mean help clients. Yeah. Um, and so in the whole funding space. So that's, those are kind of two problems we're solving at the same time, or at least we're attempting to solve. Um, but really it all comes down to, you know, trying to get the short the string between the entrepreneur and the money. Yeah. And, and this is the thing, like I said, at the intro is that when entrepreneurs are looking at trying to fund their startup or fund the growth of their business, they're usually looking at private equity is the the first thing that they think of. They're looking for angel investors or prior to that, they're looking at friends and family rounds and so on. A lot of businesses don't understand that there is a huge uh, number of potential government programs out there where you can access uh, funds and sometimes they're grants that you don't have to pay back. Other times maybe they're low interest loans or different types of programs like that. But there is, is a whole area there, a whole world of funding that people just don't even think about. And that's the sliver of that funding wedge that you guys really are focused on, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, kind of the thesis is that there are some pre-funding steps you can go through, like, you know, validate that the product market fit is there, get a bit of a team together um, as required, and then get a little bit of money. And then you'd go through and get the funding. And then when you look at the funding, which would be the next three steps would be, always start with government funding. It is the cheapest, it is the least onerous you'll get. Um, and then you look at loans and then you look at equity, equity being the most expensive. Um, and I think in the past, people have jumped right to equity just because all oh, the other parts are just, I don't know where to look. It's kind of complicated. Yeah. Uh, but with all the technology available today, you know, we're trying to solve that problem and it's something that should not be, should be automatic. Every business should say, hey, is there government funding for this? And if there is, I'm going to take that before I'm going to go get a loan or I'm going to give a part of the company to, to fund it. So um, yeah. we want to kind of be that solution. And I think that's the path that entrepreneurs should be following. Yeah. And, and this is a thing that I think is just absolutely brilliant in, in terms of what you've done in, ter in terms of putting this all together in one place that it's a searchable database, right, of, of all these different programs. And so as a business, I can go in and I can enter in the type of industry, right, uh, the location where I'm at, I, all these different um, criteria that will allow me then to surface these potential um, programs that I never even knew existed. And this is, like you said earlier on, one of the biggest things when I've talked to other people. So a previous business that I had was a um, strategic consultancy in which we were, you know, working with businesses on their business plans and their strategies and so on. And some of those organizations, we were able to get them into some government programs, which were fantastic. But at that point, like it was such a struggle 
to understand or to know what those programs were. And I think you and I were relating to that a little bit before we hit the record button, because in a in your 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 other business that you've been running for 20 years, that's what you were doing as well as giving like more specifically uh, funding kind of uh, uh, consulting uh, services. But again, you didn't really know where all those programs were. And so for for anybody to understand it as an individual, it's really yeah. difficult. And so you've done all that or your team has done all that work and put it into this great platform, which I just think is absolutely brilliant because I've never heard of a resource like this out there. So you guys are one of the only ones anyway, uh, if if not the only one, uh, which is just great. I really love the service you've created here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to you, Lance. I mean, I think I saw the problem up front because we go and help companies with funding. And at the end of the day, we wanted to do the heavy lifting. We want to really add a lot of value. And it was always a bit frustrating for us when a client, and, and frankly, a little bit scary, almost when a client said, hey, is there another funding program for us? I heard of something and I don't know what they're talking about. I'm trying to figure out what's going on and yep. um, I'm not able to help them the way I'd like to. So we always saw this as a bit of a problem. And really, I never really liked the approach to where it's like, okay, let me go get you some funding, but I, I won't tell you what it is. Like, we always want to be very transparent and very yep. clear. This is the program. This is what it takes. This is the amount of work. And this is the heavy lifting we can help you with if, if you even need it. Um, so I always looked for something like this and we, you know, we uh, were really finding it. So we, we went out and decided to build it and say, okay, let's, let's solve this problem. And not only is it kind of help entrepreneurs, but let's make it free. So kind of demystifying, okay, what funding programs are available. And, um, and through our kind of business model, the way we do that is we let entrepreneurs search for it for free, but we license it to these other entrepreneur support organizations that can provide it. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, uh, another, I think, stroke of brilliance in terms of, okay, well, how do you monetize this? Because at the end of the day, uh, the knowledge is somewhat, you know, it's, it's out there, it's free. Like uh, if somebody wants to take the time and try to figure out where all these programs are and so on, I, I guess they can do so. Um, and so you've taken this information, you've consolidated it into this platform, which people can search on, but then, okay, well, how do I monetize that? And I love the approach that you've taken there. So tell us a little bit more about where people, I guess, can can interact with this database of of uh, funding sources, and uh, how you've come about this business model and how you're you're rolling it out essentially into into the public sphere. Sure. So in terms of where people can go to look at it, so we work with a number of different uh, financial institutions across North America. So um, you could look at. Uh, if you went to TD Bank, you would find it on, on their website um, and, and they're rolling it out kind of across North America over time. Um, and then we also work with a number of uh, like accelerators. Uh, so in the U.S., you can go to SBDC um, and you, you would find it through their site. So that's uh, SBDC stands for Small Business Development Centers um, and it's on you know, you'll find a small business development center, NorCal and some other places. Um, yep. We work with some uh, law firms, uh, accounting firms. So some of the bigger ones, smaller ones. Um, and then we also work with governments. So different cities, municipalities, uh, different levels of government. We kind of put a solution. So those are all different types of groups we work with. In terms of how it works. So there are over 10,000 funding, government funding programs across North America. We, and some of them are federal, some of them 
state or provincial, some of the municipal, we pull them all together. We apply some algorithms, some intelligence. We want to ensure that it's comprehensive, up-to-date and relevancy ranked. Mm -hmm. um, and all of those are very important and not so easy to do. You know, we're updating hundreds of programs, um, you know, typically over 500 programs um, a week right now. And this number is always going up. Um, and these programs, you know, they, they're, they're coming and going pretty quickly. They have little changes to them. So it's very hard for really someone to try to build this list on their own and keep it up to date and keep it comprehensive. And, uh, and this is really the challenge we faced when we tried to do it, you know, one off, one client at a time, building a list. So this is really much more, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's integrated. It's something that's real time. It's something that's, it's, and it's something that's free. So someone else could go out and build it, but, you know, right now it's, it's free for entrepreneurs. You know, it's, it's already there. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it, which is just really great. And so in terms of the business model, then, so you charge a licensing fee to these, you know, institutions, uh, governments, uh, some of these support organizations uh, that work with entrepreneurs, you charge them a licensing fee for them to have this on their website, essentially, then entrepreneurs can access it through that. Now, why would say TD Bank, as, as for example, why would they license this from you? What are they getting out of it? Right. So really our, our partners, our clients, the reason that they really want the solution on there is first of all, to help entrepreneurs. So help them yeah. identify, organize, and apply for this relevant government funding. So I think that's first and foremost what they're trying to do. I think uh, they're also going to end up capturing some firmographics. Um, they're going to help promote inclusion because there's a lot of programs for the underrepresented. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, they're going to be able to become more of a one-stop funding destination. And in, and in doing that, they're going to acquire more clients, they're going to retain clients, and they're going to you know, just kind of help a lot of people in the community. So those those are kind of the different reasons people would, would bring it in. Yeah. Yeah, because, it, and, and this is the thing, I think, uh, you know, even like our company, um, who is a marketing company, but we also run this Amplify Your Business uh, podcast and entrepreneur stories and so on, where we're really trying to embed ourselves within the entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, you and I, we've been having some conversations about potentially incorporating this licensing it as well, so that we have that as a resource for our community that we're building here of entrepreneurs. So it's a give back to the community. But from a marketing perspective, when I put that hat on, um, I very much love it in terms of it becomes a place that has value for uh, entrepreneurs to come and visit more to our website. And then when they're there, we have the opportunity of directing them to the things that we're trying to promote, you know, selfishly for Ample Media and our services. And so it works as a great lead generation aspect too. And so this is one of the things that I encourage, um, you know, the entrepreneurs who are listening here today, when you're thinking about your business and your business model is really try to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to generate those leads or how do we empower other people to figure out value? And so, uh, and, 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 you know, achieve that value. And so what you're doing is something that has a tremendous amount of value to the audiences of companies like TD um, or some of the entrepreneur uh, focused organizations or even our organization. And so by delivering that value, um, you know, indirectly to them through us, we become 
than a conduit, but we also can extract some value ourselves. And so if you can be that person, uh, if you can build a model that will achieve that, uh, you have the potential of, of being quite successful. And, and uh, so I just really like the approach that you guys have done in terms of that licensing and then really empowering people to use it, not only to support the audiences that they are trying to serve, but also to use it as a lead generation tool in some form or another too. I think it's really great. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's also kind of fun because it's nice to be able to help, you know, businesses, you know, from the TDs to the other partners, it's, it's fun to help them, but it's also very yeah. fun to help entrepreneurs. So I feel yeah. a bit lucky that we're in a space where we're, at the end of the day, helping businesses. And it is, you know, the number one problem they have is finding funding. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, totally. uh, we're, we're fortunate to be there. Okay, so so let's talk a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey yourself. So um, I think I mentioned earlier on that you have another business that's been going for about 20 years uh, now. And this business you started back in 2017, so about uh, six years ago now. And you've grown it to the point where uh, you guys are, are have a nice sized team and, and have experienced a lot of growth here in the last uh, three years, I guess, uh, through COVID and so on. So that's been really exciting, I'd imagine, and, and fulfilling. But with it always comes challenges and, and adversities and so on. I'd love to hear, you know, a little bit more about the biggest challenge that you maybe have experienced um, as you ventured into, you know, developing this platform that you can use, this, this new business that really sprung out of that need that you identified, the problem that you were trying, you were bumping into all the time with your other business. And so two different kinds of businesses. So what was the biggest challenge that you experienced in spinning this off and starting this? Right. So, you know, so the business we have, I've been in for 20 years is consulting business, more of a kind of traditional business, uh, something where um, there isn't really a tremendous amount of risk. You're just really you know, you're providing yep. a service, you get paid a fee for a service. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's, there's a, a lot of people out there that, that work in consulting businesses. So that was, um, you know, relatively straightforward type of business worked on that. Um, and you know, that had some of its, its own challenges, but in going to this, this business, there was a, the big challenge was, first of all, you got to invest a whole bunch before you're going to start getting your return. We had to build the platform. We had to put all that in place. Um, so the expenses and the revenues are not so well matched anymore. Um, yeah. there's a lot of expenses up front and so revenues are hopefully going to come later on. So very different challenge there. I think the other big challenge I face is that I now found myself with a foot in two different canoes, uh, and that's mm. very hard to do, you know, so I'm kind of on the one end trying to do the, you know, help the consulting business and the other one, I'm kind of working on Fundica and trying to get, uh, get that going. So very different demands, very different team members. One's offering consulting, one doesn't offer consulting. It's really a, a product that's being licensed. Uh, so um, that's kind of a challenge, a second challenge. And I'd say the, the last big thing is, um, you know, kind of going full circle is, is funding. You know, I gotta, okay, I gotta fund this thing. I gotta make sure, you know, we get all the guy going. So I'm now putting on that hat, which I didn't have to do so much before with consulting, yeah. just kind of this yeah. very organic one client to the next and you build a team, but it's kind of a slow organic thing. So, um, yeah, so those are, I may actually mention a few challenges there, but those are the, the ones I, I want. I've, I've gone through and I'm still going through in some ways. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of interesting, right? How uh, the you're in the business of helping people find funding. And then now you have a business that requires funding. And so, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of that closing that loop. And so have you been able to access, um, you know, a bunch of government funding along the way? Have there been programs that have worked for you? Yeah. So we're pretty fortunate. I guess we, we got an, a, an engine that's, uh, that's what we do. So we've been able to go get over half a million dollars in, in funding, uh, Excellent. almost all in grants. So that's been great. We're very fortunate with that. Um, and I, you know, we, we have not raised a, a round, a funding round yet. Um, we got a little bit through COVID, we got a little bit of, uh, of debt through the, the, the SIBA program, but it's a very small amount. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, so we've been able to do some of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's funny. So I come from a farming background. So uh, my family have been multi-generation farmers and, and I always uh, joke with my, my dad and my uncle about how uh, at times uh, it seemed like they were farming the mailbox more than they were the fields <laughs> in terms of all the government programs, because there's a lot of different government programs for the agriculture industry, right? And so right. Uh, the farmers who had the most success, it seemed like in most cases, really understood how to work those programs well. Um, so that they weren't paying taxes and they were getting all of these different uh, uh, grants, essentially, uh, or extremely, extremely low interest loans. And uh, that was fueling then the growth of their their, their businesses of the farms. And uh, I always lamented once I got became an entrepreneur myself uh, that they're just it's not the same for the rest of the business community. Um, but the reality of it is, is it still kind of can be. Um, is if we know where to look, right? And again, it comes back to the problem that you're solving. Most businesses just don't understand how to farm the mailbox, so to speak, and really take advantage of the programs and, and either free money or really inexpensive money to fuel their growth. So um, so yeah, it's, it's just funny, the full cir circle. Yeah, but I, the I, next I, question I wanted to, the next question I want, really wanted to ask you though is, okay, so what was easier this time around in starting this business than what it was when you started your consulting business then? Was there anything that you were able to take from your knowledge, your experience of being an entrepreneur over in that other business that made it easier to do this one? Yeah, it was certainly the, the connections, the network I had, um, yeah. the, uh, the, the track record, uh, you know, those things that helped immensely. Um, I think the other thing and I, I'm going to kind of the team is that I have an awesome team on the consulting side and they were able to run pretty quickly on their own and, and allow me to focus my, you know, put my leg more on the one canoe and really focus on, on doing that. So, um, so a great team we built, you know, great reputation, uh, great network that all helped a lot. Um, but, but there's a ton of learning experiences, you know, new things I didn't expect. Uh, you know, lots of challenges along the way, which uh, had I known years ago, I, I, you know, I think I still would have probably gone down the path, but I, I wish I had had a little more wisdom, a little more knowledge in some of those areas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah until you walk the path, right, that you're walking right now, you really don't know what to expect because uh, as, as much of the experience, the expertise that you generated um, the connections that you made and so on over and with that other business, you're going to be able to parlay some of that 
but it's still, it's a, it's a different kind of business. And so there's a lot of learnings that you have to have to have to take exactly. on. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of uh, the growth then of the business, so you've, you've seen some uh, fairly significant growth over the last three years. And I'd imagine the plan is to continue to grow uh, at a similar trajectory. And so what do you think is going to be your biggest challenge to take it to that next level, whether that next level is, you know, you've got your mark for a year or three years out, five years out, whatever that time frame is, what is the biggest challenge that you're going to be facing and how do you anticipate you're going to overcome that challenge to reach that growth goal? Yeah, well, I think our mission and our direction is quite clear. We know what we're doing. We have our product roadmap. Um, we're, we're pretty clear on all that. I think the, the two biggest challenges facing us is first, you know, growing the team. Yeah. So adding the team members we need, doing that in a, in a, in a in really getting awesome people. Uh, so that's the number one challenge I think for us right now. And the second one is to get the funding behind that. So, um, you know, depending on the speed we can grow at, and we'd like to grow at a, at a pretty good speed, we're going to need a certain amount of funding. Um, so we're, we're trying to figure that out and we're navigating that within the current uh, climate as well. So on the government funding side, we're done pretty well, as I mentioned, you know, we start to look at the equity side, the, the markets have not been very open yeah. the last you know, six months to a year. And, um, you know, it's not the best time to go be go raising funding. So currently right now we are not, um, but it's something we're going to you know, probably look at, uh, you know, in 2024 and say, okay, is it time now? Can we go get it? Can, can we be done in a reasonable way? And, and so that's something we are, we're thinking about, but I think those are the big challenges of the team and then getting the money to support that the growth. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and obviously you need the, the funding in order to, you know, add the team members because that's your biggest cost um, at this point. Right. So, so it's, it's one of those things where you kind of, it's a chicken and egg. You can't really do the one until you get the other. Uh, and so there's maybe refinement that can happen on the team side of things, but in order to really add those bodies, you're going to need the funding. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can grow a bit and add some, but to grow the speed, we would, you know, if we want to grow really fast, then we're going to need you know, a whole yeah. bunch of funding. Yeah. So a, a question for you on that, then when you, when you have those growth goals and you know that the funding is what's going to, you're going to need in order to, to achieve that, but the markets just aren't there right now. They're not receptive to it uh, because of the current environment that we're in. Um, do you, you know, just kind of, go into a holding pattern until the market changes or are you looking at other innovative ways to try to tackle that, that funding gap that's maybe there? Um, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, obviously we have to work with the reality that's out there. So, yeah. you know, if we want to go with this equity funding, which again is to me, the, the, the least desirable form of funding, and I would kind of say that jokingly because it's still very important, but um, you know, it's the one that's the most expensive for sure. Uh, we have to kind of deal with what's what's going on out there. You know, we just there's not too many ways around it. There may be some options, but you know the valuations are going to be lower, and we have to kind of weigh that off. So, um, yeah, you know, we're we're you know we're kind of looking at that, but we realize it's a fairly closed market. Um, in terms of other innovative ways, I mean, we're still trying to make do everything we can with what we've got. So, um, there's yeah. a few things that are that may put some more wind in our sail in terms of 
you know, either on the development side, getting some interesting tools or interesting solutions, which would effectively reduce costs as we build out our solution uh, on the marketing and sales side. You know, there's some, some interesting things. I mean, you know, in talking to you guys as well, there's some things you, you guys know these, this well, there may be some, some nice, you know, lines we can pick that actually get us, you know, can get, help us scale. So that would be something as well. Um, with partners and the like, so something in there as well. And then uh, for us, we really have three areas too. It's really software development, marketing, sales, and business, and then the data side. And so the third yeah. area is perhaps there's some opportunities in the data side. So I see most of these as how can we do them efficiently and more efficiently to grow fast. Uh, but I think there are limits. You know, we can go faster, but at the end of the day, um, I'd love to say our software product, you just hit the button and the money comes in, but uh, it's, it's far from that. You know, we really yeah. have to provide, uh, it's a, it's a service, uh, we provide. So yeah. there's, there's lots more to it. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not, it's not like, uh, anybody can just easily tap in to install that. There is uh, a white glove onboarding and, and the customization and, and the service that's wrapped around that. Right. So there's a cost exactly inherent to the deployment of every new relationship or partner. Uh, ship that you create out there, right? Right, right. And as I mentioned way back at the beginning, sometimes that relationship, we need to work on it for a year before we even start yeah. the real implementation. Yeah. So there's lots yeah. of lots of touch points. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and, and you went exactly where I thought that you were going to go as well in that. And, and because I've seen this before with other businesses where uh, when they can't achieve the growth that they want because the funding isn't there, then the alternative usually is to try to organically create some more revenue sources uh, or enhance the revenue uh, that they have coming in. Um, and so then there's there's that organic growth question. Okay, well, how do we do that? How do we achieve that? How do we uh, hit the targets that we need there in order to fund then the larger growth of the business? And so, yeah, so I'm glad to hear that you're you're trying to tackle that at the same time here while you're waiting for those markets to the, the realities to change a little bit. Yeah, I guess in a way, being an entrepreneur is kind of doing the best you can with what you got. So yeah, that's what we're, yeah. we're we're trying, and you know, it's going well. Like we're we're growing at a good rate. Um, yeah, so we're we're happy with where we are now. But yeah, opportunities with going forward with we had other funding too. Yeah. Okay, so so you've got uh, twenty years of experience being an entrepreneur. You're you're operating, you know, running two different businesses right now. Uh, like you said, you're you're straddling the two two canoes. The maybe a little bit more weight on the one side right now, but you still you're running two businesses. Um, so in those twenty years of being an entrepreneur, um, there's a lot of challenges, adversities, and so on that you've had to overcome. Um, if you could write your younger entrepreneurial self a letter, maybe send it back 20 years or 10 years or whatever, whatever time frame you want, what would you include in that letter? What would you tell, you know, young Mike, um, as you're, you're venturing off into the entrepreneurial world? Um, yeah, that's a great question. So I think what I would probably say to, to young Mike is, um, uh, you know, get more people around you sooner. Uh, yeah. Perhaps, you know, believe in yourself a little more, you know, perhaps be a little more, I wouldn't necessarily call it aggressive, but um, try not to do everything yourself or as much as I, you know, I did, I do do. Um, mm. 
So just being, I think the, the biggest thing is probably being smart with my time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It took me a little while to kind of give up doing the accounting, you know, for, you know, and, and you kind of realize like why, like I shouldn't even be doing the accounting. But at first, you know, as an entrepreneur, especially when I started 20 years ago, you, you know, you, you're, you're, kind of first approach is, let me get it done, you know, let me just get it done and don't really yep. have a lot of extra revenue here. Um, so it would have probably been to, yeah, just have more confidence and invest in the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a delicate balance uh, in the early days, right? Because, uh, you know, we hear that all the time, uh, pay somebody else to do the things that you're not good at, or that uh, are of a lower value than the time that you could be dedicating other higher value activities. And, and so it's like, yeah, that totally makes sense. But when you're, you know, at that startup phase and the money is tight and everything else, you end up wearing lots of hats, oftentimes because you feel out of necessity, um, like either it's a perceived necessity or it is actually out of necessity, right? And so it's so difficult to know when you can hand some of those, those things off to other members, right? Yeah, yeah. So... You know, you never really, when you look back, you never thought, oh, I'd be doing this 20 years later. You kind of said, oh, I don't know if this is going all right, but we'll see where we are in a year. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's, I think everyone kind of grows to the same thing in life. You know, you kind of say, hey, I'm, I actually was pretty good at this. And you look back and you're like, but when I started, I didn't think I was that good. So, yeah. or I, I've yeah. gotten better, you know, than I was. So it's, it's an interesting kind of cycle we all go through. Totally, totally. So if our audience wanted to connect with you, um, what would be the best way to do that? Where should we send them? Where should you send them? Um, uh, I mean, I can give you my my email is, is, or my LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is probably the, the best way, easiest sure. way. So just go to Mike Lee and check out Fundica. Um, and so you'd, you'd be able to get me there, connect with me there. Uh, I do read them. I do look at them. Uh, I get a number of requests, but I, I try to, you know, connect with all those that, that make sense and that I can help. Yeah. Sounds really good. Yeah. We, we all as entrepreneurs live a lot of our time in, uh, in LinkedIn. And so it's a beast at times to keep up with all that stuff, but, uh, yeah, it tends to be the best place to connect with, with people yeah. who, you know, are in business doing some incredible things just like yourself. So head over to LinkedIn, everybody. I search for Mike Lee Fundica and uh, you'll be able to find him there. Well, I really appreciated you taking the time today, Mike, to talk to us a little bit about this. This is just such a, a big part of, you know, that overall success equation that all of us entrepreneurs have to deal with. And that's the funding side of things. What you're able to put together here in terms of a business and, and a resource for entrepreneurs is just fantastic to help satisfy that need. So thank you for doing what you're doing. And for all of you out there who are listening to this episode and really enjoyed it, and you want to check out some other entrepreneur stories and hear some of the other adventures that our entrepreneurs have been on and how they've overcome some of the challenges and so on, to check out the archives at amplifyyourbusiness.ca. And of course, if you aren't listening to this right now on a podcast format, but you would prefer to, just search Amplify Your Business on your favorite podcasting platform. You're going to find us there as well. Until next time, everybody, have a prosperous day.